In this guided talks, Robert talks to Paul Barnes. Paul is Managing Director of MAP. We specialise in helping digital creative agencies to climb the maturity curve and grow more profitably. By giving them total visibility and understanding of their finances, they can make better and more timely decisions. Whether you are looking to scale, sell or just run a more operational slick agency, you will be held back if the finances don't stand up to what the business needs. Ultimately, you will not have access to the data you need to make informed decisions and you will leak profit. Robert and Paul discuss asking the right questions, poor financial education is ubiquitous to many agency boards, you need to link strategy to the numbers and tell the full story, plus much more. Hello and welcome to Guider Talks. And today I'm delighted to have with me as my guest, Paul, Paul from MAP. Hello, Paul, how are you? I'm very well, Robert, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Brilliant, brilliant, that's absolutely great. So it's lovely to have you back, lovely to see you. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know about MAP, who don't know about Paul Barnes, would you just like to give us a, a quick a quick snapshot of who you are, what you do? Yeah, sure. So MAP is uh, fundamentally an accounting firm. Uh, we're based in Manchester, in the northwest of England, and we are a very... Uh, boutique as a firm because we just work with digital agencies so we've actually evolved over the last nearly a decade um, to provide a full outsourced finance function specifically to digital agencies so we've worked only with digital agencies and mainly <coughs> using Zero and their cloud accounting ecosystem to support agencies for, for the last eight years but over the last a few years in particular, we've started to really add a lot more strings to our bow uh, because we found more and more challenges that agencies were facing in regards to their finance function. I know you talk about this, Robert, in terms of, you know, when you start up as an agency, it's it's your mum or your dad or your cousin um, or, or the, the, the dishwasher, that, 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 the, the, the washer that does the, um, does the books and just sort of keeps you ticking along. Um, but over time, you need to start to mature that. You need to start to evolve and have more robust systems and processes in place in regards to your finance. Um, but at that size of a business, you know, it doesn't make sense to go and get an 80 grand a year FD uh, full time in the business. So, so we now provide that full outsourced finance function. So everything from bookkeeping through to uh, outsourced FD services. We do it for about 125 agencies uh, across the UK. We're a team of 21, so you know, multi-skilled finance people um, in the business supporting agencies in, in whatever need they've got. Brilliant, brilliant, and and our paths cross often, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and um, long, long, long may that go on. So, uh, I, I guess if this uh, if this this interview's got a title, it's building uh, financial maturity in your agency, and I. Just, just give me a couple of minutes on this. I think there's a couple of things about this, which is, uh, and this will, I guess, set the scene for the for the for the conversation, which is, everybody knows that they need to be on top of their finance. Everyone knows that finance is a mirror of, in my in my lingo, you know, finance is a consequence of marketing and operations. How good you are at selling and how good you are at doing creates the financial performance. But the thing that drives me totally bonkers, I, I'm on, the, on four, four boards of agencies, 
is that people in boardrooms making decisions about their agencies, and these are agencies at 20, 40, 90, and 100 staff. As you look around the boardroom, people are making major decisions about the business based on, on the whole, information provided by the financial controller, financial manager, who's doing their, their bestest with the information they've got and how they learned how to do finance before. And, the, and a number of people in those boardrooms have next to no financial, real financial acumen. So if you drop a balance sheet or a P&L account in front of them and say, so tell me the story about this business. What does this tell you about the business? They go, oh, well, the top line, revenue, revenue is three million. Yeah, I can read that. And oh, I know what I need to do. If I go all the way to the bottom, I get, oh, oh, it's not quite what I thought it so, so, so I have a real beef about about financial acumen. So, can we just talk about the financial mm. acumen piece first? Because, because if, if if you've got a board or you've got a business owner that doesn't understand numbers, mm. then it makes it very difficult for them to run a profitable business. Surely. Yeah. So I've been equally as amazed at that as you have. I think when I've started naively, I thought, you know, once you get to one or two million pound business, they're going to know what they're doing. They're going to understand finances. They're going to use it. They're going to have it well organized and well driven within the business and they're going to use it to make decision making. And then start to say, oh, this is like a three or four million pound business. And like some of the things that I had assumed and maybe they had assumed or suggested were happening in their business once you start to lift the bonnet and you really start to get involved, you realise that the, the rigour just isn't there. And I think the reason that that happens is because what you've talked about there. So many board members, unfortunately, um, will not be financially trained and, fa and, and, and have high levels of financial acumen. And what they're doing is instructing probably younger, uh, less experienced finance people in the business to provide them with information. But good finance is all about asking the, the right questions in the first place. So to, to have to, to have that ability to be able to be curious and to ask the right questions of the data and the information requires an element of, of experience. And so what we found is that you need to have someone with that gravitas and that influence to be able to challenge the business owner. And business owners love it. You know, the right business owners, I mean, some of them are just egotistical and they'll never listen. But majority of business owners, um, they want to be, they want to learn, they want to understand, and they want somebody to, to, to be there to challenge them. So, so, so for me, you need somebody, it doesn't have to be an accountant. It doesn't have to be someone who's accountancy qualified, but somebody who understands finance, and like you say, understands how to not necessarily put a balance sheet together, how to interpret a balance sheet and how to ask questions and go deeper. Uh, that's missing in a lot of boardrooms and a lot of businesses of, of small businesses. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, might, I might actually challenge you on that. I mean, I, I have this uh, financial audit health check, 20 questions, score the questions out of five, get a score, buff. And I, I put that in front of, you know, really what I consider really, really great, 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 uh, founders and directors of, of agencies they score it they get a pretty rubbish score worse than their marketing score probably worse than their operations score worse than their people and culture score and then you say okay bad score so what are you going to do about it oh it's very difficult but you know finance isn't isn't my 
my territory. Now, there's a couple of things. So firstly, the, the, you know, and, and I hold accountants to blame for this, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be lots and lots of accessible programs. Mm. There are the one day finance for non-accountants type things, but they, I mean, do you really want to go to the IOD and whatever it is, mm. ICAEW, and be taught this stuff by someone in a suit? Well, actually, probably you should be. Um, especially if you've got high expectations for your agency in terms of where mm. where it goes on, but but it but there's and, and there's also a sense of well I've got away with it was it this far now you know I, yeah finance is not the most exciting thing you can do with your clothes on, but it kind of should be because you know we talk about purpose and vision we talk about exit and exit values we talk about or even if you're not that ambitious even if it's i want to take forty thousand pounds a year out of the business year on year without access to those numbers i just don't get how people without understanding how those numbers work without understanding the implication for five percent price increase without understanding what it means that our wage cost is now I spoke with someone the other day, three and a half million, three and a half million pound business. And he says to me, so I think I figured it out. Our, our, our current uh, revenue is 180,000 pounds. So you do 180,000 times 12. So that's not three million. Uh, and and, our, and our, our costs of running, running the agency are, are 160,000. Like, it's like... It's like you're having a giggle. I mean, I mean, it's almost like, mate. It's like let's just let's just do this on our fingers, mm. almost. And and in the, in the gentleman's defence, new in post, in the gentleman's defence, uh, not financially trained. In the gentleman's defence, he was taking over a situation. But 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 my point is simple, which is. Uh, if you haven't got a grasp of the numbers, if you, haven't, if you haven't got a grasp of, if you don't know what you don't know as well, I guess, how on earth can you get up to speed? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And the, the, the danger of those sorts of conversations is that it is very high level. And, and finance is responsibility, really. You know, good, senior, experienced finance people want to talk about challenging the business owner. I kind of see it as that bridge between vision and execution. So anyone can say, I want to grow my business 20% year on year and make 20% EBIT. That doesn't require a lot of thought or a lot of intelligence. And so what we would look to do or any good, you know, any good finance person or, you know, commercial, commercially minded person would say, well, they're just high level numbers. They, they mean very little. Let's dig into, as you say, the sorts of things you go through when you talk about strategy and you talk about vision. So what do we want to be famous for? Um, is the thing that we want to be famous for the thing that makes money? Or is that the thing that, you know, 80 of the 180k a month that we're doing is coming from that area, but it's losing us 10 grand a month. And actually this other area is making, this other half of the business is making us 30. So there's a P&L and balance sheet will only tell you uh, so much. They're really important because they're like you said, they are the health check of the business. So there's a difference between like management accounting and financial accounting. So financial accounting will show you the overall picture, which is very important. At the end of the day, the numbers that go in your statutory accounts at the end of the year tell you 
how much profit you've made, how much money you've made, very important. But they don't tell you how you made that profit or how you made that cash. So you need to start to break down the elements of your business, which is the same thing that you do when you work out your strategy. But then to take the time to understand what the economic drivers are. So where, where are the financial givers and where are the financial drainers, financial drivers and financial drainers of, of the business? Because there'll be clients that you're making a lot of margin on, maybe too much margin on as well. You know, you don't want all your clients to be super high margin because maybe you're underservicing them. There'll be clients where you're losing money on. And often it's those ones that sit through the middle. Uh, the, the, the ones that are driving your, your economic engine. And sometimes, you know, we talk about ideal clients, but I think it's important to talk about typical clients as well. You know, what, what are the typical clients that we win? Because the ideal clients might be few and far between. If we, if we believe that we can get enough of the right ideal clients, great. But are the ideal just because they give us lots of business, they make us sound good and we get to do the work that we enjoy? Or are the ideal clients because they actually make us money? And then it's the same, you can break that down, departments in your business, services in your business. So good finance for me, like you say, is not about just putting together a set of numbers. It's about being able to translate the vision and the strategy of the business into, into numbers, but not just to translate, but for, the fi for finance to then drive some of that decision making and drive some of those discussions about what the strategy of the business should be as well. So when we talk about agency maturity, the most mature agencies are not just using accounting and finance as a backward looking concept, but they're actually using it to drive what the strategy of the business should be. You know, the best thing that can happen is a finance person or someone, you know, on it with the numbers comes into the board meeting and says, this is an opportunity I think we should explore as a business because I've identified from the data from the last 24 months, this continues to make us an ex exceptional margin. It's got brilliant growth and there's a big market opportunity for it. And this is where I think we should exploit rather than it's the other way around and it's based on, you know, ambition and fluff and wanting to be in the media. Um, oh, and let's hope we make money off the back of it.